Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. Today on Accent of Women, we conclude our coverage of the San Francisco Public Library Conference about the future of libraries in a digital world. On today's show, we hear the final part of one of the keynote speakers at that conference, Wanda Powell. Wanda is Professor Emerita of History, Los Angeles Southwest College, and her talk is called From Critical Thinking to Critical Race Theory, Unearthing History. We've got a problem, and it's a problem that we're beginning to create. And since we've been working for decades that this racism, which is really a child of slavery, has been with us for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's not going nowhere. So he wrote a book called The Faces in the Bottom of the Well. I love it. Faces in the Bottom of the Well. How can you see your face in the well? Hello. Has to be a really bright day, <laughs> okay? But one of the things that you have to understand is Derek Bell. Did you read Space Traders? Okay, one of the, wow, okay. If you're into science fiction, you like Dunes. Nah, I, I hope you do, okay. My son is forcing me to play, okay. And I hope I learn it soon because I'm tired of getting whooped. Anyway, um, Space Traders, he comes up with the idea that racism is permanent and important part of American society. It's not going anywhere. And therefore, we as people who desire freedom, white, black, whatever, we have to have new strategies. We have to have new goals. Fighting every day or every year for a new holiday. We just got Juneteenth. Yeah, I love Juneteenth. I love the recognition of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I need to know how very wealthy black people were attacked. But that's not ending racism. And he's tired at this point of seeing the actual problem ignored and the comfort people get just comfortable with your day will come. Just wait, just wait a little longer. You just have to fight hard enough. Just keep pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. And we heard that somewhere a hundred years ago. No, he's saying no. It is permanent, you need to pay attention to it, and it's not going anywhere. How many people have read Michelle Alexander, The New Jim Crow? I better not come next year and you haven't read this book. You are the leaders in the library. Excuse me? See, CRT would be analyzing the problems that are faced and when you have one of the largest, quote, civilized countries in the world, and it has 2.5 million people incarcerated, 
There's something wrong. Percentage-wise, you don't even have that in Iran. And we know what's happening in Iran right now. But the United States has that. Why is that? Why is that? And he began to look into the legal institutions. He began to look at the laws. He began to say, well, we got to pay attention. Even to the laws that are supposed to right the injustice in Shelby versus Holder in 2013, they cut the actual belly of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. They cut it. So that now it can't even protect. And that's why you have all these voting right restrictions that are coming. This is not inadvertent. This is not something that just happened. These are systemic problems that Derrick Bell says we have to look at. And any critically thinking person would agree. If you think logically, take logic a little step further, start using and looking at the evidence and the argument, evaluating, reflecting more, that deep reading that Ms. Wolf talks about, that deep, deep reading, then you begin to get CRT. And Space Trader, you got to read it. If you like Star Wars, all that stuff, But he says, I hope to emphasize the necessity of moving beyond the comforting belief that time and the generosity of its people will solve America's racial problem. That's an argument. That's a premise, OK? We have to move beyond. It's not working. It hasn't worked for 200 years. What do we do? I realize, this is Derrick Bell saying, I realize that even with the challenge to rethinking these stories posed, because he has one that gives you a license, a short story, gives you a license to discriminate. You just have to pay a fee like a hunting fee. But it would be used to educate youngsters and to create new programs in the library. But you could discriminate. You just have to pay a tax. Out, far out, isn't it? But we, everybody gets a fishing license and honey license. Everybody thinks about it. Hmm. Megan, where's Megan? She here? She's on the panel later. She's dealing with camping and new programs there. We could talk about the trail that goes into Yosemite and every part of that trail where the stagecoach used to run. There's one of the, George Monroe, who was one of the stagecoach drivers, who also took Teddy Roosevelt when he visited the area. That has significance. That when people are skiing, they don't even know they're in Monroe's field. Oh, Lord, life, life is really, really good. But he goes on. Any people who find it difficult to embrace my assumption that racism is permanent component of American life. Gonna say it again, because it's hard to swallow. Right? How many people would agree with that premise? Remember, you're gonna have to prove it. 
okay? But critically thinking, it seems far out, but you have to think about it. Even legal scholars don't quote Derek Bell. They try to ignore him. Even the students who took his classes, like Michelle Alexander, Lenny Grenier, you don't even remember her, but look her up. Bill Clinton backed out. Hmm, that's a bad thing, I think. Um, but anyway, she was uh, being proposed as the assistant attorney general. Very good scholar. They asked her if she liked quotas. She says, no. Um, I couldn't even, my dad couldn't even get into law school at that time. Now, the goal of racial equality is, while comforting to many whites, even more elucidatory than real for blacks. Hmm. For too long, we have worked for substantive reform. Pay attention to that word, I come back to it in a minute then settled for weakly worded, poorly enforced legislation, indeterminate judicial decisions, token government positions, and even holidays. If we are to seek new goals for our struggles, we must first reassess the worth of the racial assumption on which without careful thought, we have presumed too long and relied on too Wrong. Please understand, all the people in the neighborhood where George Floyd was were not surprised. They have been telling people and complaining about injustice and police brutality long time. But most of America didn't believe it until they saw the pictures. And this is something you could do. You could teach cognitive dissonance. How do you get someone to believe something that they don't want to face? They won't want to look at. My students hated when I had a picture of George Floyd. But you have to understand the rule of law and why law is important. And what happens when you break down the legal system, what happens in the society? This isn't just about black people. This is about justice overall. I wouldn't go so far as Kanye West. <laughs> Not any week, okay? Uh, basically, he's a brilliant mind, but he's gone crazy. Okay, I got 10 minutes. Okay. Now, substantive before I end that part. You have Clarence Thomas saying, we're originalists. We're going to take the Constitution for the way it was written and why it was ratified in 1883. We're going to keep that. No changes. No 14th Amendment, no 15th Amendment, okay? No changes. He forgot to mention the one of loving verse Virginia, which would not have allowed him to marry his love, Gina. 
but we have to pay attention very carefully. This is the connection. Critical race theory is a derivative of critical thinking and legal studies to overcome the frustration of deaths of thousands of black and brown people year after year after year. How can you ignore the deadening poverty? And that poverty is not by accident. You need to understand how covenants, real estate covenants were created. Right here in Richmond, in California, even the church cooperated to make sure that the very interracial work factory workers were no longer allowed to live as they had before all together. They all worked together. They all walked to work. But now the powers that be that came in and wanted to segregate began to look at ways to put certain African-Americans here, workers here, and others could live here, and they couldn't cross the boundaries. This is not just accidental. It is not accidental that black people live in ghettos, that Latino people live in ghettos. We could go to ghettos in Poland, but we're not talking about Poland right now, okay? It's important that, okay, the poor housing, often daily insults of proactive racism. There used to be a joke moms maybe used to tell. She says, I love, oh, you're too young. Roy Rogers had a horse. And she says, I, I love Roy Rogers. In fact, people often call me, trigger, trigger. I think that's what they're saying. <laughs> Proactive racism. There are people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. There are many people that are on the front lines of reversing, wanting to go back in a time in America where slavery was rampant, where people of color are threatened. Please support the Equal Justice Initiative bring a calendar to show your young people. It shows you every day a person was lynched or hanged every day for the 364 days of the year because it was that rampant. The cause is the reason. You go, what? He walked by a window where a white person was lynched? But that what got him lynched. If you can go down to Alabama and see uh, Brian Stevens' exhibit uh, and his beautiful theater for peace, please do. There's, that's one of those places you would want to go. And the heartbreaking discussion for your white friends that racism is not dead. I am so sick of those arguments. Because people don't believe it. I know it's hard to believe that you have a situation where you might be insulted every day and you try to tell your friends, I am upset, I'm angry, I'm mad. And they go, why? And you're going, okay, do I have to go through that again? 
okay? And we have books for young people that can read about those daily, daily inequities, those little slights, okay? Those small, small kind of like, gotcha. And they're happening, okay? And your refusal to negate your authentic self. You come to a point in your time where you don't care. You're the only one on the bus. You're probably going to get killed because there's five people looking at you, and they don't like you. And most black people are not in despair. They understand. I love this country, but this country does not love me. And you just face the reality. I fought. My father fought in the Korean War. Never was the same. You see pictures when he left, and you see pictures when he came back. And yet, he still, see, I can remember as a child sitting in the back seat, and we stop at the gas station, and my mom goes to use the bathroom, and two white men decide they're going to walk in on her. And my father is getting ready to kill them. And my mother had to beg and plead. We're crying in the back seat like crazy. And she begs him because she knows what will happen. And she doesn't want to lose her husband. She doesn't want her children to be without a father. She begs, she pleads only, only. At the last desperation, is she able to get my father there? But he doesn't speak for the rest of the trip. Those are memories. You can't wipe them away. They're part of my history. And I faced them. As all people of color, all people who have been discriminated. I did a, a lecture one time, and the Irish uh, people said, we suffered too. I was locked in the trunk of the car in New York. I said, that's fine. I don't think you are wrong for bringing it up. Now just acknowledge this black man right here. And we're in a group like this. It took almost 45 minutes before she could acknowledge. And the reason I didn't let the silence stop is because she was going back and she was teaching in Harlem. But she didn't know what her students had to deal with because she was so arrogant about her own pain. I know what the pain in Ireland is. Dialogue. Now, I don't have much time, so two minutes. Let me wrap this up. And there's much more. I got lots of pages here. Okay. I tried to hit the most important thing. Um, technology. Science does not have ethics. Ethics used to be concerned with beauty and truth. Okay? Science. Ethics was, you had science, ethical. Today, we have manipulation of human beings using Technology to sell you something, to manipulate you, 
they are making you addicted. If you are critical thinking, you have to have some time to reflect, to look at what you read, to look at what you observed, what you saw, go back, discuss it, do it again. But you don't have a minute. That cell phone doesn't allow you to escape. Have a class one time with the youth and just tell them to turn it off. Watch the arguments. Okay? But you will be critical thinking. The important thing for you to understand is human contact is the most effective way of learning. Human contact is the most effective. And that's what librarians give. Like I told you, never went to a library I didn't like. But it's that contact. While you're introducing the technology, while you're paying attention to that, understand what's missing is the humanity, the intelligence of the heart. That's what's missing. And you will be promoted. You will be charged with making it better. But if you leave out that human component, it's there. Now, last thing. Human beings are conditioned. You respond before you even think about it. And those are embedded in your memories that you attach to certain arguments. So if you insult a black woman, don't be close to me if I can hit you. <laughs> I did not travel uh, when Ted Cruz, after I watched Katanji Brown Jackson in that hearing, I was glad I didn't have any place to go because I would have hurt him. Those memories, those human elements are there and I would probably hit him before I thought about it. Yes, I'm going to get arrested. But you will see that in almost all writers that are paying attention. Young writers are telling you their experiences. People are upset because they're telling you the truth. Stand in your truth. In order to be the person that you want to be, you have to give up what they told you you were. You are librarians. You are the best in the world. I appreciate your time. That was Wanda Powell, Professor Emerita of History, Los Angeles Southwest College, with the conclusion of her talk, From Critical Thinking to Critical Race Theory, Unearthing History. You can access the full three parts of our coverage of the Future of Libraries in a Digital World conference on our podcasts. But that's all we've got time for on today's Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kunjeri. 
If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.